It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 543 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, July 3rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network team focus shows. For all 30 NBA teams, we've got all of the free agency action covered. If there's a team you're interested in and what they did over the free agency period, please tune into the corresponding Lockdown show and get all you need to know about that team. And please subscribe, rate, and review all the shows on the network if you want to support them. Please uh, leave a rating or review. It's very, very helpful. It helps with algorithms and all that stuff. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Himalaya are the places to go for that. All right, on today's show... It's Kawhi Watch, baby. What a day it's been. It's the top trend on Twitter. I'm looking right now, of course, because I'm looking at Twitter. I cannot stop looking at Twitter. It's been the only thing I've looked at for the last seven hours or so. Uh, And joining me to break down a very bizarre day that I think should leave Raptors fans feeling a little more confident about the Kawhi thing, but maybe not totally sure, from the score and the Pound the Rock podcast, it's Joe Wolfon. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, man. Just, you know, glued to TweetDeck like everybody else and, you know, scanning the sky for helicopters. It's, uh, you know, let, let's get weird. It certainly has been weird. Uh, so let's sort of recap the day and where, 
what what's happened to bring us to the place we're in right now? So we're recording at 9.20 p.m. Eastern Time. There's a very good chance something is announced by the time we're done recording. In fact, I'm, I'm expecting it to happen as soon as we're done recording and it's like halfway through posting um, because that would be the most convenient thing, of course. Okay, so around 1.30, 1 o'clock, I guess, it starts to break that... Kawhi's plane, or a plane carrying what may have been Kawhi, the MLSE private jet, is on its way from LAX to Toronto. I'm not sure how this all was uncovered. I think maybe it was like a real GM thread that ended up discovering what plane Kawhi was on and like when it was going to land and all this stuff. And then it, it arrives at Pearson Airport and uh, watching it from the skies is the CP24 news helicopter. <laughs> First of all, Joe, before we get into what else happened over the course of the day, what was your reaction when this all started to break? Because I was in tears laughing for most of it because it was so absurd. Uh, I think that's a pretty good way to put it and pretty similar to my oh, reaction. Sorry, like, dude. You cut the out first... there. You cut out and then all you said uh, was that's a pretty good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um yeah, no, it was a pretty good way to put it. It was just, uh, like, theater of the absurd. Um, and, I like, the those first sort of, like, uh, like security cam shots started trickling in on Twitter. Just, like, getting off of the plane. Uh, and then that sort of segued into, like, the helicopters following the SUVs along the Gardner and being broadcast on CP24. Um I wasn't watching CP24. I was basically just like kind of watching in real time as people reacted to the CP24, uh, you know, white Bronco chase, basically. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, just wondering uh, how it was all going to go down. Um, I mean, it was it was crazy. Uh, and obviously, like, the, you know, the hordes of people gathered outside. But uh, what was it? The Hazleton Hotel? Yeah, I've never even heard of it. I'm assuming it's nice. Um, which... You know, like, I guess fair enough. I, you know, it's probably the most exciting thing that's happened in Yorkville ever. But, uh, <laughs> like, I, I just don't know, like, what like what was the expectation of those people? Um, but just such a, I don't know. I mean, I guess to catch a glimpse of him on his way in and potentially again on his way out. Uh, but, like, I don't know, man. The whole thing just reached this insane fever pitch. And um, it's so funny just because... First of all, it's always stupid to, like, like you, I think you made a good point on Twitter about just, like, every fan base is, like, so completely psychologically broken. Like, <laughs> the, the, the complex of, of any fan base, um, but especially, I think, as you aptly put it, um, what was it, the, the uh, transactional industrial complex? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we're, you know, everyone's insane. So to say that, like, one fan base is different or better than another one, you know, to say that, like, oh, come to Toronto where everyone's so chill and you'll have your privacy or, like, <laughs> as some people started to suggest today when, when this helicopter chase happened in Toronto, it's like, oh, come to L.A. where people are chill about celebrities. Nobody will bother you there. Like, it's all stupid. Like, I'm sorry, but if, you know, if Kawhi valued his privacy so much, you know, he should have thought of that before he became such an elite athlete. Like, <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, this is kind of just how it's going to be. Um, so, yeah, it was crazy. And, like, I, you know, some of that shit is, like, not particularly cool. Uh, and, you know, I do think that, um, 
you know, athletes like Kawhi, like, they, they should be given space. And, I, you know, I didn't think... I saw people suggesting that, like, he was going to leave on account of his lunacy, and I think that is is kind of just as silly. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. I, when Kawhi makes his decision, he's obviously taking his time with it, and I'm sure he has a ton of things to consider. I just don't think that something like, you know, people waiting outside of a hotel to potentially catch a glimpse of him as he goes to meet with the Raptors is going to be one of them. Yeah, that definitely feels like taking it a little bit too far, which I think has happened with every single kernel of anything that's happened over the last week. Like, anything that gets out or anything that is observed is overanalyzed to the point that people sort of assume it's going to impact his decision, which most of the stuff I don't think is going to at all, because... Guess what? I don't think Kawhi really cares about what's going on around him. I feel like he's kind of just in his own zone, which credit to him. Like, all the power to him. I think the, you know, people got pretty high and mighty, I think, about what was going on. A lot of like, oh, this is embarrassing. And it's like, all right. It's sports. It's, like, inherently absurd. And it's not like Kawhi was having his privacy really infringed upon. Like, flight paths are public knowledge for the most part, I think. And nothing like nothing nefarious was going on. It was just people being excited about Kawhi being in Toronto, which I think a uh, friend of the show, Steve Slatkowski, put see, ah, Steve Slatkowski, damn his name, put it this way: like it'd be almost more concerning if people weren't excited. Like obviously, people are going to be jazzed up to hear Kawhi is on his way to some meeting with Bobby Webster and Masai Ujiri at some hotel. Like that—that's big news, especially. For the Raptors, a franchise that has never been party to this. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge taking a meeting with the team is pretty much the closest they've ever been to the free agency, sort of the center of the free agency sort of earthquake, right? And that's where they are now. And maybe they haven't, maybe people are acting like they haven't been there before. But honestly, I think it's all pretty harmless and mostly just fun and weird and dumb, which is what all of this is. And we should embrace the fun, weird dumbness. I think. It and was, like, nobody yeah. has been there before. Like, yeah. the, the, the highest profile meeting the Raptors ever got with like a high profile free agent was LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm. Yeah, and, and so yeah. Coming after like he won a championship for the city, so. <laughs> uh, man, that day when they were going to get Damari Carroll, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Wes Matthews, baby. What a day. <laughs> what a day. That was quite a day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing, too, that I found really funny was the CP24 coverage. They were clearly just, like, told from the people on high to just keep with it for as long as they possibly could. And it got to the point where they were doing, like, meta coverage of their own coverage. And they were like, are we covering this too weirdly? <laughs> it's like, fuck yeah. This is this rules. Like, give me more of this. This is so good. <laughs> um, so then there, from there, the CP24 coverage kind of stopped. I was watching it, by the way. I got to the... I left my house around 1, got to my uh, job at around 2. I was walking to work and just kind of keeping tabs during my walk. And got to work about 2, sat down, threw on CP24 in the radio studio, and watched it for 3 hours because I have a, a poisoned brain. But they kind of slowed it down. They turned away. There was a weird thing at City Hall that eventually took away the attention from the basketball player uh, in a motorcade, which... I think rightfully so. That was good to good, good news judgment on CP24's part to 
steer away from the 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 long shot they had of like for like thirty five minutes of the cars going from Pearson. There the, as they were narrating the route, and they're like, "Oh, when are they getting in the garden here? Oh, looks like they're going to Sherbert. Are they going to Yorkville? Oh, interesting, cool." Uh, it was and like they were talking about like the merits of doing it in a hotel versus somewhere else. It was very good daytime television. I, I was thoroughly enthralled. But then it sort of pivoted from that to talk of Get Up, the ESPN show that I believe started at 4 o'clock Eastern time. And on Get Up, they were talking about Kawhi, and Jalen Rose dropped a little nugget, which was really the first sort of encouraging thing we've heard all week, I guess, about Kawhi and the Raptors. And he said 99% of what he's hearing is that Kawhi is coming back to Toronto. And then I think everybody found a nefarious stream to watch ESPN on for an hour because they were teasing that Woj was going to be coming on and he was going to have a story. And he was delayed because he was working on said story. So I think everyone kind of assumed, hey, this is going to be Kawhi stuff. And they waited like an hour and he got on and it was nothing new. It was like, oh yeah, it's the Clippers, it's the Raptors, it's the Lakers, and it's uh, tonight or tomorrow probably when he's going to make his decision. Were you watching the ESPN feed? Where were you during this phase of the afternoon? Uh, same thing. I mean, I was, like, trying to get work done. Um, <laughs> and just, like, you know, every 15 or 20 seconds, just, uh, like, flipping back over from, like, a piece that I was trying to write and tweet deck uh, to see. And, like, I mean, like, I don't have access to ESPN, so I was just basically following people who do. Mm-hmm. Getting these live updates Nope, still stalling, still no Woj. Oh, Windhorse is on now, he's stalling for time, nobody knows anything. <laughs> like, And I think it turned out that Woj was just like putting the finishing touches on his son's Grizzlies trade piece. Um, so it turned out to be just like a big nothing burger. Uh, and people want to get excited about the fact that like Kawhi came all the way to Toronto to take this meeting, seemingly. Um, and I... I will say, like, I don't think that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly a long way to travel, and I think it's, like, kind of unconventional. Usually guys, when they do orchestrate these free agent meetings, like, they tend to do them all in one city. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's nice. Like, he, he spent all this time in Toronto after the championship uh, when people kind of thought that he would bolt right away. Uh, he, you know, willingly came back to meet with the front office when he certainly didn't need to do that. Like, he could have asked that they go out there to meet him. So I don't think it's a bad sign. I don't think we should read too much into it either. Mm-hmm. Um, as if, you know, like, it's a long flight, but he, <laughs> he's taking it on, like, a private jet. You know, I don't think this is some massive inconvenience for him. And he's also just been, like, jet-setting around the world for the last week or so i don't think he's like worried about his air miles uh (laughs) kendrick perkins also tweeted damn Kawhi j took a six-hour flight to toronto for a meeting oh shit i know he didn't take a six-hour flight to tell them he's not coming back oh canada wants the smoke if i were beside jerry i would take Kawhi and his people passports uh did this like Okay, this is the question, I guess. There was this, there was the Mark Jones tweet as well, where he was saying the noise is, don't, like, he was hearing, you know, don't believe the noise, he's going back to Toronto. There was the Tim McMahon tweet, where he was pretty much just paraphrasing what Jalen Rose said and said pretty much he talked to a player who said the same thing, and that this player, who was not Danny Green, he was sure to specify in his next tweet, said that it was part of the domino effect of what Kawhi was going to do, and he said he thought he was going back to Toronto. So we have all this hearsay. I still don't think we have anything concrete from Kawhi's camp because I just don't think that Kawhi's camp is leaking anything as much as Reddit people in Lakers land would like to think they are. 
where is your confidence level at now? Are you feeling okay about the Raptors' chances? Are you just like, is it 33-33-33 across the board? Like, what are you thinking right now? No, I've felt sort of this whole time, um, basically since the season ended um, and since, you know, like the parade happened and we saw um, the sort of positive indicators that we saw, you know, with, with Kawhi, like, hanging out in Toronto and visiting Niagara Falls and going to a Blue Jays game. And I think just like generally kind of soaking things up and enjoying the city. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, my confidence level hasn't really changed. I think I've been sort of hovering around like 70%, um, like just sort of leaning toward him coming back, uh, acknowledging that, you know, it does seem like he wants to go and play in LA eventually. Um, And I think it's just a question of timing. And I, I think, He's got a great opportunity, like he, to sign a short-term deal and come back. Just seems almost like too perfect. Like there's such a clear window there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like the NBA is just so wide open. I do think the Raptors would be championship favorites if they could just run the whole thing back. And it almost just makes too much sense, mm-hmm. you know, to sign whether it's a one plus one or a two plus one, like something that gets them back into the market at ten years. After two more runs at the title uh that's just sort of where where i've been at um you know and at the same time acknowledging like it, it sure does seem like he wants to go and play in la and that was <laughs> you know all the reporting about uh when he wanted out of san antonio was that he wanted to get traded to la and um you know later it was borne out and you know chris haynes is reporting that he wasn't too jazzed about coming to toronto initially but uh that he, he kept an open mind and you know, we, we are where we are, but uh, I don't think any of this has really changed it. You know, my confidence level didn't really change all that much when the Lakers Reddit insiders were reporting <laughs> that he was going to, you know, uh, join up with LeBron and AD. Like, none of this has particularly moved the needle because I've just never gotten the sense at any point during this process that anyone really has any idea what he's thinking. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I almost felt bad for Windhorse today during his get-up hit, man. He just had no answers. He was like, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the, 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 Lakers, the Raptors, it's probably a good thing he flew back there, but maybe we shouldn't take that into account. Maybe it's not important. Uh... The Clippers, maybe they'll trade for Kevin Love. I don't know. Uh, it's like, <laughs> Windy, buddy, you usually have the goods, but boy, you certainly do not here. And it has to be frustrating for the insiders as well who traffic in information. The utter lack of information that's very clearly coming from Kawhi's camp. I can imagine it's got to be grading for them. 
But ultimately, I don't care about that. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny to me to watch them struggle for the first time ever and not just have stuff fed to them by agents and followed up by glowing words of praise for the Portland Trailblazers and the Utah Jazz. But that's besides the point. <laughs> so, between the three pitches, if we're looking at this objectively and trying to just... Just stuff our Raptors biases to the floor for just a second. What do you think is the best pitch for next year? And I guess I guess the long-term thing doesn't really matter. Uh, maybe it does, but I think really this is kind of a short-term play because it feels like he's probably going to sign a 1 plus 1, 2 plus 1 wherever he goes to get to that 10-year max. But maybe he's not because maybe he doesn't care about the money. We don't know because Kawhi doesn't talk, and that's part of the charm of him. Um, do you... Like, do you think the Raptors offer the best situation, or is there a situation elsewhere that really concerns you because it's so appealing? And, and I guess it all kind of comes down to whether Kawhi cares about winning cha- championships on a super team. I don't know. What Like, if you were in Kawhi's shoes, I know you've talked about the Raptors and how it makes too much sense for the one-year deal or the 2-plus-1 the with the Raptors or whatever it's going to be, but, like, what? I guess what situation scares you the most as a challenger to the Raptors? So hard to answer that without really knowing like what Kawhi wants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and it's kind of like, I feel, you know, any three of the teams that he goes to are going to be a championship contender. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the Lakers case, you could probably say they'd be a clear favorite. Um, you know, despite the lack of depth, I think they get enough minimum guys who can latch on, um, and they 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 scrape together just enough depth that it wouldn't really matter. Because like, you're talking about having three of like the top seven players in the league. I mean, that's just insane. Mm-hmm. Like Anthony Davis would be the third best player on that, team, <laughs> which is insane. Like that is fucking insane. Um, so. I think, you know, that's the situation you could look at and be like, you know what, if I sign here, like, we got a really good shot at winning a championship. And with the Raptors, it's like, they, I think they would have a pretty good shot, but I don't think it would be nearly on that same level of certainty. Um, and it, the, the whole situation would just be a little bit more fragile. You know, like, the core is aging, and, the, you know, there's more depth there, but it's I, it just seems like less of a sure thing to me. Mm-hmm. But... It's like if you if you do it there, like if you win another championship with the Raptors, it, it's and this is where you know kind of comes down to what is important to him. You know, like I do think that that means more for his legacy, like to win a second championship as like the unquestioned best player, number one option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like does that mean more to him than doing it as part of a super team? Um, and does it mean more to him to, to, to like go back to back with the same team and to establish, you know, a legacy with one organization? Um, I don't really know, uh, but it, it's you know, and then there's like all this other stuff to consider, which is just that Kawhi to me, you know, everything that you hear about him and that you read about him, which admittedly is not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for the most part, it's basically people trying to to crack him and like a lot of speculation is big into that um but it it sure seems like the stuff that he values is like trust you know professionalism um you know people who are about their business and it's just like the lakers have been a clown show 
for a while. Yeah. And and like it you know, he's he apparently taking these meetings with Magic Johnson, who's not even part of the organization. <laughs> and and it's just like Magic Johnson quit the team without telling his boss and then later went on like a hit parade telling everybody who would listen about how Rob Polinka stabbed him in the back <laughs> and the organization was totally dysfunctional. Like it's a it's a mess. And and I just think like for somebody who's, you know, looking for people who can who he can trust and, and looking for people who are gonna put him in like a good situation and um uh, you know, are gonna kinda keep the noise a little bit quiet and like just sort of let him go to work. Uh, that to me, I mean, I think the Raptors and you could say the Clippers as well, offer him a better situation to do that to me. Like the Clippers in, in terms of just like pure basketball, it's probably like the worst of the three, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Like that's still mm-hmm. a pretty solid supporting cast. Um, guys that I think, you know, would be fun to play with. And like, I think they could still have moves to make too. Like you know, they don't really have like a second star right now, but they got guys that they could package to get one if if they so desired. So I mean it's just really up to him and like and, and what he wants. And um I think, you know, and the reason that I'm saying like I'm seventy percent confident is just like the Raptors are the one of those three teams that he's familiar with, that he knows and that know him. Um and I, I would think that the relationships that he's built over the last year have to matter at least a little bit. Yeah, I think I would agree with you. And yeah, it is really hard because we are kind of talking in circles because we don't know exactly what his desires really, really are. And it's all speculation at this point. And it's just sort of taking and reading between the lines, right? It's like, okay, he talks about health. He talks about trust. He talks about winning. I guess this means the Raptors are a good situation and kind of fit those things. Maybe there are other things too. And obviously there's the home consideration. Although I've always kind of thought the San Antonio stuff was way more about San Antonio violating his trust than it was about his desire to go to a specific destination. That's just the way I've read the the reporting. And I think, you know, obviously there's got to be some LA stuff in there. Otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it right now. But obviously I I still think the, the Spurs betraying his trust and his and sort of bungling that whole situation with him I do think is a bigger factor in all that but that's besides the point I, I think the Raptors too yeah the Raptors too I think they can really sell Kawhi on like what Masai has done in the last year it, just the mere act of trading for Kawhi like a Saul trade everything he's done to acquire talent it doesn't just have to be a one-year pitch to Kawhi. Like, I'm sure they'll throw the five-year offer on the table and say, hey, Kawhi, we want you here for five years. Please sign this. And maybe he won't. Yeah. Maybe they have three different contracts ready, a one-plus-one, a two-plus-one, and a five-year. And they're just like, pick whatever one you want, man. <laughs> but I'm sure they'll start with five years and say, hey, this is what we can do for you. And I do think that pitch is centered around Masai, right? And I think Mark Stein was the one who tweeted that today. Something on the lines of what Kawhi's first question to Masai was when they first met was, are you going to be here long term? And I think that matters because Masai obviously is very well respected for the job that he does. He's like the best guy at his job in the league or, or very close to it. I'm sorry, John Horst, but uh, I think Masai's got you beat there still. Um, and so I think you can sell Kawhi too on a vision that goes beyond just next year, right? Everyone kind of looks at the $90 million coming off the books and 
says, oh, this is the end of the Raptors, but it also could just be like the start of the next Raptors, right? And we don't know. Obviously, the free agency class isn't great next summer, but the Raptors will have some stuff to trade, I'm sure. They'll have their first round picks again. And Masai has proven to be a guy who's going to make deals and is probably going to win those deals to acquire talent. And maybe that's part of the pitch to Kawhi as well. And yeah, the Clippers probably have that as well. They have three first round picks and they have Landry Shamit and Shea Gilgis Alexander and Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams on an eminently tradable deal. So maybe they can sell that same long term vision. The Lakers, I guess the long term vision is just like, hey, you're playing with AD and LeBron for the next few years. You'll win titles in that time. And then beyond that, who knows? We'll figure it out then. We don't have any picks or anything to speak of, but we're the Lakers. We'll stumble into some success again. Um, like, I do think the Raptors do have a pretty ironclad pitch for both the short and long term. So I think that also helps me feel better about it all. This is all just a, like a, an exercise in talking yourself into feeling okay about it, right? Like, we're just cherry-picking the things that seem nice. And um, it's easy to cherry-pick Jalen Rose and easy to dismiss idiot Reddit, uh, like, conspiracy theorists. But... I think that's also a thing that's going on here, and it's I'm culpable for it as well. Like I'm obviously doing that, but it's part of the fun, I guess, is picking what you want to believe and talking yourself into optimism, I suppose. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else on that? Or like, there's something to be said, I guess, for the fact that like if he at like why would he ask Masai if he was going to be there long term if he didn't at least consider that you know a possibility for himself um but i just i mean like for a guy who's had like these health issues and has already you know had a season in the recent past where he only played nine games and has a hamstring condition that like might be uh like degenerative and might be a recurring condition like maybe there is sort of more of a an impetus to sign a long-term deal Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that steers him closer to the raptors or further away from them um it's just i don't know there's it just seems like there are so many balls up in the air and so many different possibilities and and Kawhi really just like holds all the cards because uh you know like i said before i just think like any one of those teams that he goes to is going to immediately be a championship contender if and when he signs there so Mm. um uh, you know, it's totally within his control to to sort of like manifest uh, whatever situation he wants to see, and that's a good spot for him to be in. Um, obviously, it's a stressful spot for all of us, <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, shit, like they won the championship. Um, I think to a certain extent, we kind of just like have to do our best to just enjoy this, like enjoy sort of still being at the center of the NBA universe while all this mania is going on. Uh, And, you know, as Kawhi said, just try and have fun with it. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah, it is very, like, I'm enjoying every second of it. I've enjoyed the Kawhi, like, putting together the pieces of evidence that he's going to stay all year long. I mean, I spent, like, a month writing a stupid column about it. I mean, it's fun. It's part, It's kind of enriched the experience of it all. And, yeah, maybe it won't end the way you want it to, but as we've said, the Raptors have done everything they can in their power, and you have to only go to bed thinking good things about the pitch that they had at the end of the day and yeah just just enjoy it lean into how crazy it is lean into the silliness lean into cp24's batshit coverage it's great <laughs> uh, um, i swear yeah, to fucking yeah, god mean... if Woj tweets one more time about jake layman <laughs> yeah, jake layman solid man okay As i watched a lot of blaze i watched a lot of blazers last year this is a, a really nice piece of business for the timberwolves uh, I think they're, you know they're going to be a solid ten seed next year. <laughs> um, no, seriously, Jake Layman's solid. I turn on the damn like notifications for like a week of the year, and I get repaid in Jake Layman and TJ McConnell tweets, and it's bothersome to me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, the crazy thing is, it's shit. What is today? July third. Yeah, it's really not Dude, that it's late. It's July third. Yeah. Like, we can Durant wait. Signed, I don't mind waiting. Durant signed on the fourth, right? Like he. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, and that was, that was two years ago. Uh, what? No, sorry, three, three years, years ago. ago. Hayward was oh, the fourth too. Yeah, three years ago he signed on. He signed on July fourth, and it wasn't like at that time. I don't remember it being some like crazy thing. Like, oh my god, Durant, make up your mind already. We're all losing it. And maybe it's just because like we weren't directly involved in that process, <laughs> but it just. I think the fact that it everything happened so fast this year, like it used to be, and not really so long ago, like just a couple of years ago, it was like at the stroke of midnight, um, at the start of free agency, it was like there would be some signings. Yeah, uh, Al Farouk Aminu. Yeah, but like the bigger ones, it's like that. that is when you would start to hear and like get reports that they were taking meetings. Mm-hmm. And... This year, it was like, you know, 75% of the league basically signed within the first 24 hours. And suddenly, it was just like, oh, man. Like, it's really just like Kawhi, <laughs> Danny Green, and DeMarcus Cousins left. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. You, like, you put the whole the whole system in sort of like a, an accelerator. And all of a sudden, like, two days just feels like an eternity. And I feel like... Kawhi is probably like I don't even know if he if he is aware of like the fervor that this has caused. <laughs> like I I wouldn't be surprised if he just has no idea. Like he he's just been chilling, taking meetings, like one a day, taking his time, like sticking to like the exact schedule that he laid out at the start of free agency. Um, Had his AirPods in, didn't hear the helicopter above. <laughs> <laughs> like I just. Um, I don't know. I mean, and that's kind of like Kawhi to a T. I think in our experience of him, right? Like he he's fairly unaffected. Like this stuff, he's not phased by anything, uh, and he does things at his own speed and in his own way. And um, I mean, all we can really do at this point is respect it. Yeah, and like that's you know, 
it's why we love Kawhi too. <laughs> like, and also why I wouldn't be surprised if he took even longer than like the July Fourth deadline that Woj seems to think is going to be the day. Like, I, I could see him taking this. I mean, LeBron took till July 9th in 2015 or 2014, right. whatever it was. Like, we could wait a little bit longer, and maybe we'll get more days like this where the fervor really hits a fever pitch, and we think something's going to happen, and then Chris Carter ruins it all. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, um, I had such high hopes for Chris Carter that when I followed him at 5.57 p.m. And then at 6.01, <laughs> I was like, oh, um, I'm unfollowing you, sir. <laughs> I mean, I do think, like, uh, he, he does seem to be one of the few people who, like, actually has some measure of insight or access into, like, yeah, Kawhi's camp. He does. And he was... Um, like he he knew like what Kawhi's schedule was going to be, and he actually said a couple of days ago that Kawhi was going to travel to Toronto for this meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually I thought that was kind of crazy when I saw it at the time. I didn't think he was. I thought maybe like that Chris Carter had meant that like he was going to go and meet with Toronto, like Toronto's front office, but still in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lo and behold, like he stuck to that exact schedule, and he and he came to Toronto for the meeting. So. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> nobody obviously knows really who to trust, and it just doesn't seem like anybody has anything solid. Uh, and that probably means that nobody does. Yep, I think that's probably fair to assume. Um, last one for you, Joe. How do you want to see Kawhi's <laughs> announcement be revealed, and how do you think it will happen? Um, I mean... I would love for it to be, like, for him to be involved in it in some way, like, you know, just pop up in, like, in, like, you know, one of Serge's Instagram videos. (laughs) Like, I would just love for Serge to be involved in some way. That's, I can't think of any any better way than that. Um, He was great today, too, with his, uh... Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Good posts. He's a treasure. An an absolute treasure. Um, Can you imagine being one of the people who thinks the Raptors should trade him for salary relief? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, no, you're one of those people. Running you? other people's money, all right? <laughs> like, MLSE is fine. Yeah. Like, they are fine. They can pay the fucking luxury tax. They printed money this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, not down for that. Um, but how do I think it's going to get announced? Uh, I feel like... I don't know. It just seems like Chris Haynes is probably going to be the guy to break it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, that would be my guess. Just because he, again, um, he, he's like one of the few reporters who actually seems to have some measure of of like intel and some connection um, and like a foothold in Kawhi's camp. This uh, this has gotten so to yeah. the point where there are actual odds you can actually bet on who will break the news, which is insane. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Um, I agree Haynes is a and, good call. Um, sorry, what were you going to say? And, you know, I was going to say, like, he... I don't know, I just saw, like, a bunch of the names listed uh, in, like, a tweet, but Haynes' name wasn't there, which felt like um, that might be a pretty solid bet. Uh, if you can get decent odds on that, if you if you you know are a gambling person and want to bet on something as trifling as like who's going to break the news, mm-hmm. um, I would recommend that one. I mean, I know there are people who are betting on summer league games right now, so I'm sure people will find a way to bet on this too. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I uh, 
I, I think sort of a dark horse here, and the reason I'm saying this, A, he wasn't listed, I don't think, but this is someone who has had stuff on Kawhi before and features on Kawhi, who's also been quiet throughout most of the process and is not attempting to pretend like he knows stuff and may just be gearing up to drop the bomb. I'm going to put my money on Sam Amick. Oh, okay. Because th- he's had features with Kawhi. He covered him when he was in San Diego State and coming out of the draft and stuff. Like, he seems yeah, to he, get Kawhi's scoops a little the, bit. Uh, he broke the crucial bit of Kawhi news this season that Kawhi didn't know who Lawrence Frank was. Yes, yes, that was him. Which is <laughs> just, like, one of my favorite details. <laughs> uh, like, my favorite, like, throwaway detail from a story this season was that one. So good. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Sam Amick is my guess for who breaks it, but... What I'm really hoping for, and honestly think might be in the works if he's like gonna stay, uh, New Balance just drops a He Stay T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would sell know, out just, uh, instantly. Yeah, I just I, I really want it to be something that makes it like, and this is why I think everyone was so hyped about like the Open Gym coming out on Canada Day, <laughs> and, you know, and then like teasing that sit down with him at the end. I I think there's something really appealing about the idea that like he's been sort of planning for this all along and like he basically knew that he was going to come back but he sort of dragged out this process just because he's enjoyed being recruited and maybe he's had a little fun like trolling the LA team but like (laughs) deep down he always knew he was coming back I just think there would be something so satisfying about you know there being like some sort of uh whether it's a promotional thing or like a video montage or like a director's cut of open gym <laughs> where he does announce that he's staying and it's like something that makes it clear that he always knew he was coming back and like he like all the rest of it was just for show and like yeah. honestly like fuck you rob polinka <laughs> announces it during a speech at the cargo plane company <laughs> <laughs> my god uh. um Anyway, yeah, yeah, I just any number of ways that it could go, uh, but obviously, any, any way that it happens, um, I'm just uh, I'm excited for when we all find out. <laughs> I am too uh, to an extent. I'm enjoying the chase a little bit. The thrill of the chase has been fun. Trying to piece it all together, um, and today was especially nice because it felt like the Raptors gained a little bit of steam there. I mean, if he flies back to LA after today, I think everyone's steam will be. Uh, substantially snuffed out, but you know, there's still a long process here. I think I would not be shocked if it took beyond tomorrow, but we'll see. I suppose. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. Yeah. Um, one one last thing I would say is like if you're one of the people who just like bombards Woj's uh, like mentions when <laughs> when he like reports on signings or like trades like the Jake Lehman one. <laughs> With, like, nobody cares, give us Kawhi news. <laughs> like, man, reevaluate your life. Like, yeah, I only do that on podcasts. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just so, like, you read the replies under some of these, like, some of the, the tweets where he's reporting, like, minor signings, and it's, it's just, like, a thousand people being, like, nobody cares, tell us about Kawhi. Like, <laughs> I'm sure if he knew, he would. Like, he still has to do his job. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, anyway, uh, Jake Lehman, man, guy's solid. Shouts to Jake Lehman, shouts to TJ McConnell, shouts to the other, uh, shouts to a pair of future Mavericks, apparently. (laughs) Oh, yeah, oh, man, Danny Green is supposed to uh, announce his decision tonight, right? I wonder if, like, like, the 
the bonkers shit of today might postpone that. They've not exactly adhered to the schedules for these IG lives. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little fluid, and I have a feeling that might continue considering the events of today. Dude, okay, I'm going to say, like, as much as we, we've all sort of wished that, like, the whole Kawhi thing would be a little bit more transparent... I feel like maybe Harrison Sanford's like gone a little too far with the transparency thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, got totally out of hand. Just like actively, just like putting it like Danny's thought process out there, like listing, like not really saying what the offers are, but basically mm-hmm. saying whose offer is better than whose. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. It is. Uh, and I guess it's like I appreciate an interesting it. peak inside yeah. the process, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if we'll if we'll have any more clarity on that tonight. That's uh well I'm sure that'll also drop as soon as I post this. So uh, <laughs> thanks for speaking that into existence as well, Joe. Uh, do you have any parting shots or anywhere uh, people should be checking you out lately? Uh, check me out on the score as always, and uh, you know regardless of, of whether Kawhi resigns or not, I, I will have a piece out about it. Um, so you know if you're into my like uh, emo sad boy raptor columns then uh you know i guess you're hoping that he leaves and you can read that um but uh i will have you know a more uh, a more positive one uh, if he stays but one way or another you can check me out at the score you can follow me on twitter at joey underscore w and uh tweet out all my work there and um that's pretty much it all right man thank you so much for uh taking the time listen to pound the rock it's very good you can find me at Woodley Sean. Please subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Himalaya. If you uh, have a smart device, smart speaker, I'm not going to say the name of mine because she's sitting right next to me. But if you do have a smart device, you can always tell your smart device to play podcast locked on blank and it will play the podcast for you. It's very easy. You can do it in your car as well. Voice activation in your car. It's available. Uh, or all The whole Locked On Podcast Network is available to you. You never have to touch a button. And once again, please make sure you're checking out all the shows in the Locked On NBA Network right now. Lots of great free agency reaction across the board if you're interested in the Pacers or the Pelicans or the Grizzlies or uh, apparently the Suns are doing dumb shit again. You can always listen to Locked On Suns to figure out what the hell is happening there too. And uh, we will talk to you Probably on Thursday, hopefully with some good news or maybe bad news. Who knows? But uh, I would imagine we'll have something to talk about tomorrow. So thank you, and we'll talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.